The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. And yes, that would be me. Whether you're watching or listening, it's lovely to meet you or to see you or to listen to you again. Not quite sure how that works. It's lovely to have you here. How are you today? I hope you're having a fabulous day wherever you are and whatever you're doing, whether you're listening in the car, on the train, on the bus, as you're going for a walk, or perhaps you're even at the gym doing a bit of a workout. I hope you're having a fabulous day. In today's episode, I want to talk about both the art and the value of being succinct because I reckon 99.9% of people who come to me in the Impactful Presenters universe, whether it's people like you listening or watching to the podcast, whether it's people who come into the program or even just when I'm networking and I tell people what I do, they say, oh my goodness, I so need what you do because I talk with too many words. I need to learn how to be succinct. I need to learn how to get my message down into just a little sound bite so it lands. And I want to talk about this today because, yes, there are absolutely times when you want your message to be succinct, when you don't want to be drowning your audience in all of the things. But one of the things that I'm noticing when I talk to people about this importance of being succinct and this importance of being able to land your message and also this notion that because you're not always succinct, therefore you must be a terrible speaker, is a fallacy. You see, we need, we need to understand that there's different times and different places for different verbal communication styles and being succinct is just one part of it. Sometimes when we're talking with a colleague when we're even just exploring our thoughts, we don't want to be succinct then. We actually want to benefit from thinking aloud. We want to be able to riff and to play with the person that we're speaking to and uncover and play with the ideas that are, that are emerging. That's not a time for being succinct. That's actually a really good place to ramble, to download, to let all of the ideas that are sitting in your head just kind of come out onto the table. Sometimes, yes, you then want to be succinct when it's either time to land the message or when it's really important after you've taken your audience on a particular journey, you then want to be succinct in landing a couple of key points. So 
it's important, I think, that we don't beat ourselves up as aspiring speakers. It's important to not beat ourselves up thinking that just because it takes you a while to get to your point, that doesn't mean that you're not a good speaker. It literally means that you need to give some thought to your message before you can craft it or deliver it in a succinct way. When we're not succinct, we just haven't landed there yet. Does that make sense? When we're not succinct, it just means that we're still working through with our audience or even with our own thoughts what our key message is. Now, this really came home to me just the other day when I was talking with a potential client and we were talking about all of the different things that we could work on together. I was asking questions. She was telling me the projects that she's up to. We were exploring the different things that I've done in the past. And what she kept saying was, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Now, at first, I thought it was because she was being a little bit self-conscious because, you know, of course, I talk a lot about not rambling. But then I realized what was going on was as I was asking for more questions to elicit more information, as I was trying to deepen my understanding of her situation, her needs, her gaps, her mind was taking both me as well as herself on a journey. That's the perfect time to ramble. From a, from a consultant, from a facilitator, from a designer, that's actually exactly what I want to hear. I want to hear the ramble because it's in the ramble that I understand what's going on. It's in the ramble that I can hear the, the disconnects or the opportunities for more connection. And she kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. And I'm like, no, 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 this is, this is good. This is part of the exploration. This is part of the journey. This is part of the conversation. When we got to the end of the conversation, when we landed on a couple of pretty cool projects, to be honest, that I can help with, it became really succinct. Okay, so what I'm going to do is develop a scope. I think where you can help me is this, this, and this, and I'll be in touch next week. Perfection. So this notion of being succinct, yes, it's important in some elements. It's important in a sales pitch. It's important when you're presenting to your board or to your management team. It's important as you wrap up a presentation. It's important when you need to land a couple of key messages. But there is also just as much value in telling a meandering story. There is also just as much value in saying, I just need to think aloud for a moment or two. Can you, can you come on a journey? Can you come on an adventure with me? That is just as valuable, just as important. So don't get caught up. Don't get too caught up in being succinct all of the time. And when you do need to be succinct, the way you get to succinctness, oh gosh, is that a word? The way you get to a succinct message is to actually be clear on the message that you're trying to land. And so that distinction, that understanding of what is the message that I need to land with this audience at this time that I've covered 
in a lot of different podcast episodes. If you have a listen to episode 74, The Powerful Frame, Your Thinking Method, that will help you get succinct. Episode 64 on viral messages, sound bites, and how to create them. A note on sound bites. Sound bites aren't necessarily cleverly constructed, deliberate phrases. In fact, in my experience, sound bites happen almost by accident. One of the most enjoyable sound bites that has been attributed to me, and I still rest on now pretty heavily, is the notion that innovation is messy. Because when I was Brisbane's chief digital officer, people always were looking for the formula for innovation. They were looking for the recipe. And I would keep saying, that's not how it works. Innovation is messy. That's not how it works. Innovation is messy. Sometimes you just need to see what happens because innovation is messy. And then when people started saying it back to me, I was like, uh-huh, there's a soundbite. I didn't mean it for, for it to be a soundbite. It's just that innovation is messy was one of my core messages. It was one of the things that I was always talking about because people were looking for the silver bullet. So episode 74, episode 64, and episode 46, how to stop drowning your audience in information, are all ripper audiences if you do want to practice or if you do want to get better at fine-tuning your message and getting your message succinct. But I guess in this episode what I wanted to remind you of is that you don't need to be succinct all of the time. You just need to be succinct when it counts. You just need to be succinct when it comes time to landing your message. Now, did you know that this podcast has a companion Facebook group? It does. It has exactly the same name to make it really easy for you. So if you head over to Facebook and search for Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson, you will find a group. When you click on Join Group, you'll be asked a couple of questions. And then once I get a chance, I'll let you in. In that group, you can ask me more questions about being succinct or when to be succinct and when to just be free-flowing and when to take people on a journey and when to think aloud. You can also ask me for some feedback on how to make a key message more succinct, perhaps even craft an imperfect soundbite that you can start playing with. So if you would like some more help on being more succinct, on crafting your key messages, or just understanding what might be soundbite worthy, what might be message worthy, and what might be story worthy, then head over to Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson on Facebook, join the group, and ask me the question. And if you're already a member, oh my goodness, just head on in and ask me the question. I hope today's episode has been hmm, succinct for you, or succinct enough for you. And as a demonstration, a nice, this is going to be about a 12-minute episode, 12 minutes of talking about various examples of succinctness, but not sound bites, gives you an illustration of that value of knowing your message, knowing where you want to take your audience, and then landing the message when you need to. So, I hope this episode's been useful. I look forward to talking about this more in the Speaking with Confidence Facebook group. And in the meantime, here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you next week. Bye.